0: This woman who came forth and said that her husband died, that we believe her, we permit her to get remarried to somebody else. And not only that, she can go ahead and collect her Ksuba from her deceased husband. Of course, the husband's not around, but whoever is managing the estate, she can collect now her ksuba, because because her husband is not around, the rule is if she gets divorced or her husband dies, she collects the ksuba. She can go ahead and collect the ksuba now because she's marrying somebody else, and we assume her husband died. Pretty straightforward. Yes, we let her get remarried, but she cannot go ahead and collect the money from her ksuba. Amul and respond to Beshilal. He tired him, erva hamura You let this woman remarry, which it's possible that her husband never died, and then the problems of erva. And nevertheless, you're letting her get married this is a very stringent matter. You're letting her get married, but you're not going to let her collect the money, which is a much more lenient matter. What's going on over here, right? So Amul and have a very good response. al Right, we find that this deceased brother, right, this deceased husband, that died now, right. So there is the ksubat potentially that this woman, that this wife, wants to collect, and then the remaining part of the inheritance goes to the surviving brothers, right? Assuming there is no children. So, so these brothers cannot collect their portion of the inheritance through this woman's words. It's not strong enough. We need actual testimony, right? So, therefore, they bring down the pasuk. Abishnayim aid that we need two witnesses. So, yes, basil agreed by marriage, we let her get, go ahead and get remarried, because we don't want to have agunos, and we're being lenient to let this woman get remarried, she shouldn't be single all her life. But the money, we need a, we, we have a pasta that says you have to have two witnesses, and therefore neither can she collect the ksuba, nor the brothers collect their inheritance. and until you have two witnesses. Okay, Amulam Beishele responds to Beishele, well, let me say for ksuba, so just look at the ksuba there's a ksuba here read the text Shukosvel, he writes to her he, he writes in the ksuba that if you go ahead and marry somebody else whether I die or I, or I divorce you go ahead and collect the ksuba so it's, it's just in the, in the ksuba it's written out openly right? so it's straightforward Granted, excuse me, you have a passage that says that you need two witnesses to testify for monetary things, but here you have a ksuba, and the ksuba is signed by witnesses, and the text proves. So, chazu b'isil l'horos k'devei b'shamah. B'sil threw in the towel again, they agreed to b'shamah that they were right, and that she can go ahead and get married, and collect the ksuba. Granted, you don't have two physical witnesses here, but you had the ksuba. Kusuba has a text which is signed by two witnesses Stating what the conditions of the Ksuba were And therefore she could collect it um, Even though she, has no, she doesn't have two witnesses So we still agree So that concludes Mishnah Gimel Mishnah Dal All are believed to testify on this woman In a case where they say that her husband died To permit her to go ahead and get remarried Right? Chutz, with the following exception, Mechamosa, her mother-in-law; Ubas Chamosa, her husband's sister, her sister-in-law; Vit her Tarassa; Ishto Acher if there were two wives in this marriage, the other wife would not be believed; Via Vimta, Aishas Ach, the wife of the brother Shabala, of her husband, her husband's brother's wife; Ubas Bala, and the daughter of her husband, meaning from another marriage. Chamesh, Nashmir, these five women, their derech is to hate this woman. And we're concerned that maybe they're, they're gonna, you know, fabricate some kind of lie to ruin her, to mess her over, that she'll go ahead and get remarried to somebody else, find that that her husband's really alive, and then she'll be forbidden to go back to her husband. Therefore, we, we do not believe these five women if they testify that this woman's husband died. Okay. Next part. Says the Mishnah. Mabin get lamisa. Understand. When it comes to a get, we believe these women to deliver a get. They are believed to, to deliver a get. Why are they believed to deliver a get, but they're not believed to say this woman's husband died? It says the Mishnah. By a get, we have the text which is mochiach, which proves. So, granted, we may not believe them as their actual testimony. But look at the get. Read what it says, and the get says that. This woman's divorced. So obviously we believe that we believe the get, we don't believe them. So it's not a Kasha. Next part. Eight Omer mates. If one witness comes up and says that this woman's husband died. says she went ahead and got remarried. Now another witness comes. And he says, Lo mates, no, her husband never died. Says the Mishnah, Harizu, Lo Tate Say, she does not leave. What does it mean? She does not leave the first. Uh, she does not, we, don't, we do not leave the first testimony of the first witness meaning we let her get remarried despite the second witness's testimony and the Gemara explains that that which learned in our Mishnah she can go ahead and get remarried the Kavana is not only in a case where she already got married rather she had tiruah right? the based, based permitted to her, for her to get married through the testimony of the first witness that says her husband died and the Mishnah is coming to teach us even if she did not get married yet and this second aide comes along and says that her husband never died nevertheless we follow the first uh, witness's testimony because once the Torah believed the first witness he has the power as if he's two witnesses and this one witness that comes later we do not believe him because we look at it as if one against two which we do not believe so that's as long as that's whether she got married, whether she didn't get married, as long as the bazin accepted the first witness's testimony. However, they do bring down if the basin never accepted the first witness's testimony, right? So basically if the Basin did not accept the testimony of the first witness, so much so to permit her to remarry, and then the other Aedes comes along and testifies against him, then we he cancels out the first one and this woman is you know, still in limbo. Because as long as Basin didn't accept the first Aedes' testimony, the second one can knock it out. But once it accepts it, whether this woman remarried or not, we accepted the first testimony, we view it as two witnesses, as a power of two. And the witness that comes later down the road to testify against it has no power, and this woman could go ahead and get remarried. It's not a problem. It says the Mishnah further, Eid Echad if one witness says mates, the husband died. Shnaim um, two witnesses say, Lo mates, he did not die. So one witness, one witness says he died. Two witnesses say he did not die. Afibishine says, even if she got married, say she has to get divorced. Why? Because this one witness's testimony is nullified against the other two, and therefore she has to get divorced. The explains that we're talking about a case over here, but people that are invalids testify, like women or slaves, and the mission is coming to teach us that even the invalid witnesses, we go after what the majority is, the majority wins. So in this case, One witness said that her husband died. Two witnesses said that he did not die. We go with the two witnesses and she has to get divorced from whoever she's married to. However, they do point out if the one witness was a kosher witness and the other two were invalid witnesses then a woman that was permitted to go go ahead and get remarried the first kosher witness's testimony can stay married to her, to, 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 her, to her husband, we don't leave the first um, witness's testimony. In this case, all the invalid witnesses are considered like one, well, one witness, even though it's a two-on-one, two endowed ones against one kosher one. We look at the invalid ones not as two, even though they're two physical people, but we look at them as one it's then, then it has no so no different than what we learned earlier, that if one witness says her husband died, one witness says her husband did not die, that we um, we go with we just let her go off the first witness that her husband died, and we permit her to get remarried. Lastly, two witnesses say the husband died. If one witness says he did not die, even if she did not get married yet, right? Tina she can go ahead and get married. Like we learned earlier, that we we're talking about a case. Materia Tinashe she's permitted to get married, and we learned earlier she would do are talking about a case over here, with psuli edus with invalid witnesses, and the mission is coming to teach us that we go after the rov, after the majority rov deus, the majority opinion. But psuli even when the witnesses are invalid. Whether to be lenient, whether to be stringent. So the witnesses were, if the witnesses were invalid witnesses, whether to be stringent or lenient, we will go after the majority. So over here, this last case, two witnesses say the the husband died. One witness says he did not die. We'll go by the majority, even though these witnesses are invalid witnesses, and we go ahead and let her go ahead and get remarried, and we'll hold over here for mishnah dal.